Welcome to the show. Welcome. It's uh, it's another day. <laughs> I get a ding dong, and I go to the door, and it's Lewis Love. What's up? Lewis Love is here <laughs> with a pizza. He shows up with this giant box of an Ar- of Argentinian pizza. Yeah. Ex- ex- what is Argentinian pizza exactly? To me, it's like a like a ham sandwich put in a pizza, but it. <laughs> Welcome to the show. My name is Freddie Rivera, and this is Radio Flyer. I'm joined with, uh, for the first time on Radio Flyer, yeah. uh, let's give it up for Lewis Love. All right. Lewis Love. Hey, man, glad to be here, man. It's like, it's you, like because now we just talk, and we don't have no commercial breaks. <laughs> so let me give you a quick rundown. So Lewis Love and I, we've been friends since we were 14 years old. There's so much you and I can cover. We do have a lot of adventures, man. Because uh, now that I'm talking about it, I'm thinking of, you know, London, England, Coldplay. Coldplay. I mean, oh, man. a lot happened on that trip. Yeah. I just remember one day you're at the station. You're like, hey, I, I just talked to Chris. That's the, that's the way I do Freddie's voice, by the way. I just talked to Chris Martin. Um, he said he's going to put us on a list uh, in London. I said, sure. <laughs> I was like, fine. So I'm, I'm working at the station. We get invited to see Coldplay live at their opening. In England, it's their opening show of their brand new tour, Head Full of Dreams tour, which is their last one. Yeah. So I call Lewis. I'm like, Lewis, are you ready? Let's plan this thing. Yada, yada, yeah. yada. Last minute. Like, let's go. Lewis Love drives over to spend the night at my house. And, I, and you, you bring a pizza that night, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every pizza or something. Yeah. The day comes that me and Lewis Love are getting ready to go to London, England to see Coldplay yeah. live. I think this is, what, 2000... Yeah, 14. Yeah, 2014. Yeah. Producer Ruben picks us up. Uh, he's our Uber. <laughs> he starts driving us to the airport, to LAX. Lewis loves first time. Yeah. And he brings a tiny bottle of Jack Daniels with him, and he's sitting in the back, and he's so excited about this trip. Before we even get to the airport, he starts drinking the bottle oh of Jack God. Daniels. Oh, my God, yes. Remember that? Yes. Why, why were we there that early in the first place? Because I remember our flight wasn't at least till like 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We had to go in. You had to check in our bags. Yeah, we had to do something. Get our tickets and get all everything all situated. <laughs> and by the time I got out of producer Ruben's car, I had finished my whole bottle. And we get dropped off at uh, Tom Bradley International Terminal, which is uh, terminal number four. It's the big one. Yeah. You walk inside a giant Fred Siegel store, Coach, every name brand. The, the Rodeo Drive in there. It is. Yeah, a, yeah it's Rodeo yeah. Drive yeah. inside the LAX terminal, yeah. terminal number four. I think we have hours to kill. You yeah. take a nap in the terminal. We're just sitting there hanging out. I think I'm on my laptop by that time. It's time for us to uh, uh, hop on the plane. Yeah. We see the plane. I think we're flying Air New Zealand at the time, which, yeah. by the way, if you ever fly overseas to London or New Zealand, yeah. you must try to fly Air New Zealand. That airline yeah, they is beautiful. Up. They hooked it up. So we board. We board our Boeing 777. It's the 777. It's the one with like eight seats, you know, five in the middle and three on each side. And uh, we, we're like way in the back. I take the window seat. Lewis takes the middle seat. And there's an older man who is uh, in the outside seat. We're literally going to land the day of the concert. So <laughs> <laughs> that's already starting to make everything crazy. Like my, pre-game, my pregame couldn't be any better. Like I said, you know what? This is the way to do it. Not thinking how long the flight's going to be, you know? Like, this is a long flight. Yeah. And then, you know, Freddie, I get window seat. <laughs> Lewis Love's screen in front of him where he, to watch movies is starting to not work. What happened? Mm, it just blanked out. And the old man next to me was trying to sleep. <laughs> so I, 
I, I was thinking about watching his. <laughs> so at you, the same time, you, you hit the button. My, key, my, my keyword was try to sleep. First of all, he wasn't having it with me. This, I could just tell this guy go. Why do I need to be seen next to this guy? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. You call attendant. I call the attendant, let her know that, hey, you know, I know everybody's sleeping, but I want to watch a movie. Like, mm-hmm. this is time. Yeah. It's time. Uh-huh. It wasn't working. Tenant comes and says, we're going to figure this out for you, sir. So they did a good deed. They kicked the old man off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching my own movie, right? I see the older man start to get up. They wake him up from his nap. Yeah. And they move him to another seat. Yeah, mind you, this and, guy was not fond of me. And at all. Lewis <laughs> Lewis ends up sitting in this guy's seat and I take my headphones off yeah. and I'm like, What's happening? It was a blessing in disguise. He didn't want to be next to me, man. <laughs> I was a little too much for the guy. He was trying to nap, I'm trying to party. I'm like I'm trying to explain to him like, I'm going to London, bro. <laughs> He probably he probably lives there, you know. It's either the forty fifth time he's been there or he lives there. Right. But I'm convinced that he wasn't excited, uh-huh. and I was. Yeah. So I was like, "Don't you dare take this one so, time, this first time for my chair with London." We finally get to our hotel, and the hotel that we got was some tiny little hotel. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this guy we- goes and books a boutique. <laughs> Come on, bro. I, dude, I even walked in. I go, dude. First of all, getting out of the airport, uh-huh. trash was a mission. Getting out of the <clears> airport <throat> was a mission. Then then this guy goes, "Oh, we're not gonna take a." Cat, we're gonna take a subway everywhere we go. Well, that's what they do. You yeah, take, no, but there's the like tube. it was like a rave, like walking through a rave. There's like 50 million people trying to get into a subway. Then we're getting a subway. Then we have to go upstairs, downstairs, upstairs, downstairs. Yeah, yeah. like we for a good two hours. Mm-hmm. Then we finally get into a cab. Then then when I get into the cab, what do I do? I fall asleep in the cab, snoring. You're wearing a white suit with a bright pink shirt and a black tie. That sounds about right. The taxi picks us up and starts driving us to Wembley Stadium, which is like a 20-minute drive, I think, maybe, or something like that. That's when Lewis Love finally begins to crash. Yeah. The inner walls of his mind. It just hit me. He goes into his fifth stage of REM sleep inside the cab. Literally snoring. I just remember going... And I, and, I, and I remember snoring so loud I woke myself up. And this is this is and you're laughing. Lewis is asleep. <laughs> it took him about a minute to wake up from the cab, and the cab's just yeah. like, I gotta go. Yeah, like, like throwing him off. He's yeah. like, dude, you're supposed to be excited and getting ready for a concert. Yeah. This guy's asleep. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't even think it even made sense to the guy. Yeah, you know what I mean. He was really asleep in the cab. Yeah. So we get dropped off. There's a there's a Wembley Stadium <laughs> on the right side, but we see a Starbucks <laughs> coffee on the left. And yeah, drop, like, drop us off here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, drop us off here. Yeah. So we get dropped off. There's a little line in Starbucks, and I'm like, Lewis, just take. <laughs> <laughs> couple shots of espresso <laughs> you'll be I good said, I'll take two yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you remember that dude even ordering Starbucks from where there was complicated you know I thought it was complicated here yeah like whatever I said like if I said the right word over here they corrected me in something oh you mean they call it something else you know like the rat tattooly like come on you know what I mean? Large. We large. get our coffee and I'm like, yeah. okay, I'm great. You know, I'm up now. I got, I get my 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 venti black coffee and yeah. Lewis takes like 15 shots of this espresso. Yeah. And uh, all right, cool. Now we can walk across the street to Wembley Stadium. It's literally right there. Yeah, I think so. We walk over. We're excited. Yeah. But because we're early, we got there early because we're going to two parties. We're going to the pre-show party, yeah. which Chris Martin of Coldplay, his dad, is actually hosting yeah. this. Coldplay pre-party for record label and family members only. We got invited to Coldplay's private family 
pre-party before the concert. Which was, AKA, only like 10, 15 of us, huh? Very small group of people. Yeah. And we get in there. It's, of course, you know, free drinks, free food. And it's just hors d'oeuvres and finger food, no, of they, course. They had free beer and wine. That's what it was. Oh, free beer. And I, and I remember that specifically because my mentality is like, okay, well, I'm very tired. I'm going to go in and I'm going to go get some good alcohol. That whole place had no alcohol whatsoever. Just beer and wine. Beer and wine. I was trying to get my second mm-hmm. wind. Yeah, yeah. Could never find it. Yeah. It was too hard. <laughs> and I think everything from the how we started the morning dragged. Getting into the plane dragged. Customs dragged. Getting to the subway dragged. Taxi dragged. Getting to this boutique dragged. Trying to get ready in a boutique dragged. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, there's a line at Starbucks. Ordering a Starbucks yeah. dragged. Yeah. Them correcting my drink dragged. And keep in mind, Wembley Stadium is gigantic. Yeah. Think of the Rose Bowl, but bigger. Yeah. To me, Wembley Stadium was always going to be SummerSlam 92, you know? Like, <laughs> like I, yeah. I picture it like when WWF took it over there. I'm like, oh, I'm in here. This is where the British Bulldog and Bret the Hitman hard wrestler big match. And the Bulldog got the Intercontinental Championship. So that that's how I looked at it. But then they're seeing it. And then... I we, mean, Michael Jackson. Yeah, Michael Jackson. Queen. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. So that, much. It was just so much history going mm. on there. I was... That's the kind of game my second wind. Yeah. But then I went down again. Yeah. So <laughs> let me tell you. So we finally meet up with the record rep, right? Yeah. And she's really nice, and we're comp- we're so thankful that we uh, just get to give this special treatment yeah. to 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 even be in in the vicinity of Wembley Stadium for Coldplay. I know. I'm and uh, they give us these wristbands, these VIP wristbands. So we get to go to the floor of the stadium. We're like in front of the stage. And uh, she says, "All right, there's a special entrance for you guys." You guys got to come over here uh, and da da da. Just yeah. make sure you get there at this time and yada yada. And we're like, yeah. awesome, cool. So yeah. now we're done with the pre-party. That was exciting. That just to go in the stage, and Lord behold, there's Alicia Cara. Alessia Cara is opening up for Coldplay. And I know that was like one of her first gigs, so she was like pretty excited herself because she's like, you know what? It's an honor to be here at her. Like, How old was she at the time? Yeah, like seventeen maybe. Like seventeen, yeah. So that was like huge for her. And I remember telling you that I go, for this girl right here to be at Wembley at 17 years old for Coldplay, huge. And the other side of the world, you know? I'm sorry if she I did. It was that one, was right? one of them, yeah. Yeah. There was that one. That one and beautiful. That, uh, she just wants yeah. to be yeah. beautiful. She goes. She has that voice, man. She, she does, huh? She has that voice. No limits. She craves. Well, that's Alessia Cara, and uh, Chris Martin was the one who actually picked her out to open up for them. Uh, yeah, on their entire tour. Yeah, the entire tour. Oh, she don't see the light that's shining. So we're okay. So we're on the floor. We see Alessia Cara performing. She's getting everybody excited because her voice sounds amazing yeah. live. Yeah, she was cool, and she was just very humble too. She is the sweetest person. You think you feel special when you're meeting Alessia Cara, but she makes you feel like she's. The one who feels special meeting you. That's how great Alessia Carr is. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Anyway, so she's uh, opening up for Coldplay. She does her thing for about 30 minutes. Uh, she ends, and there's probably about a 30 to 40 minute uh, window <laughs> in between and her and when Coldplay begin. And Lewis crashing again. And this <laughs> is where Lewis begins to crash. Crash. Because Done. now Lewis has nothing to hold on to. We try to go find some drinks, but when you're at a stadium, yeah. it's usually just beer, yeah. wine. At that point, our VIP party was over, so we had no more open bar. 
music was over and then they don't have they don't sell liquor in there so i was like oh my god dude yeah. what are we doing dude mm-hmm. losing my mind <laughs> you were too tired for anything and they serve, serve you in the small little cups like everybody's on a diet <laughs> you know I'm, i was the fattest one in london by the way <laughs> What do you say? I was. I was the fattest guy. Lewis kept saying that throughout the entire I was trip. like, how am I the fattest guy in here, too? Like, everybody's skinny. Everybody's on a diet. Everybody it's, doesn't eat. You know, it's like, oh, they eat, but they eat like a finger. You know? It's because everybody walks, though. We drive here in Southern California. I know. It's a completely different lifestyle. I think I think all of us would be a lot thinner if we walked everywhere like they did, you know? Mm-hmm. They don't even have cars. Oh, dude, j- trust me, man. Just getting from, again, again from the airport, getting out just to that boutique hotel that we started with, disaster. And that was like a workout to me. <laughs> I felt like I went through a triathlon. Well, it was for me, too, because we had to carry our luggage. Yeah, but for me, I'm like, dude, I didn't train for this. You should have told me. I would have did my typo. Alessia Cara just finished her opening set. And uh, there's intermission. Lewis Love is standing up. And keep in mind, now there's a giant crowd, right? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Now there's a giant crowd on the floor of yeah. Wembley Stadium. Yeah. So there's really no place for us to go. Uh, I think you're still in your white suit with yeah. a pink shirt and a black tie. Yeah. And Lewis Love starts to fall asleep standing <laughs> up. Standing up. Up, standing up, dude, straight up. He's no, you, hey. you, you are literally hey, straight literally, up. Literally, you are literally straight up. I couldn't, and your head is up, but your yeah. eyes just Close. start to shut. Yeah, I just like, dude, I couldn't, I can't, I couldn't fight it. And no what more. happens is when Lewis is standing straight up, he starts to wobble. Yeah. <laughs> His like, body. Wah, wah. <laughs> I'm like, is this guy gonna fall forward or back? Or... You so don't know. I wake him and up, and whoever's watching me is going, "Oh boy!" <laughs> I wake him up, and I'm like, "Lewis, Lewis, come on, come on!" Come and I on. kept telling you, "I go, I think we're gonna fall." Yeah, I'm going in. Like I can't fight it no more. Like uh, every uh, ounce of energy was gone. Yeah, like there was no helping me. I yeah. go, "This wine's putting in sleep. This beer, I tried everything. Yeah, nothing's working." The coffee's already worn out. It was the I'm longest done. thirty minute intermission I think ever because I'm like, can, can Coldplay just come out and start? Because yeah. because w- once they actually walked out, and the concert began. The music was j- so loud when they performed "Viva La Vida" in that crowd while we were Instagram living. Let me uh, see if I get it. Imagine you're in the center of the floor of this giant stadium of over a hundred thousand people. Yeah, the energy was lit. Lit. And then the best was yet to come because we were also invited to the official Coldplay after party. And that's when I was like, yeah, that was a, like a speakeasy location. Oh, but uh, here, here's my thing though. Why were we like one of the last ones out of the stadium? I remember that. We were walking out of the stadium lost. and it was deserted at that point. We got lost. <laughs> That's what happened. Lost. I'm sleepy, tired. Damn. It felt like your like your apartment. <laughs> like, like this is the Twilight Zone. <laughs> Every corner looked the same. Yeah, Just went yeah. with it. So we finally get in a taxi. We go down to this uh, weird location where the Coldplay after party's at, and it's a private location. So we finally get to the party, and this is the nice party. This is the nice party. Yeah. This is the bougie party. This is the party. That's the one, yeah. You know, beautiful people walking around with hors d'oeuvres and complimentary champagne. And there's a chef. Yeah, and there's a chef. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of white, a lot of lights, a lot of dim lighting, a lot of... Mm, more shrimp on the barbie. We'll like another glass of Campari, sir. What kind of music, <laughs> what kind of music were they playing? They were playing... Um, they were playing seventies funk, weren't they? Like, like, like they some Rick playing, James. They were playing some throwbacks at first. Yeah, they were playing some. And Rick as James. the night was revol- evolving, their uh, 
Yeah, they they turned up a little bit. Put some house, you know, some house vibes. Kind of reminded me of like a like a brick and mortar that you'd find in the middle of downtown. That's really decked out, really modern and posh. I guess yeah, it's like a posh speakeasy. Yeah, a lo- uh, yeah, like like you said, a lot of white walls and very minimal, minimalistic yeah. art design. Yeah, almost like a warehouse feel, yeah. but you're in an art gallery. Yeah, but yeah. I think at that point that night we've been here for about a couple hours. <laughs> Let's just go back to the hotel. Yeah. So that one we stay at the real hotel now. Now that hotel was dope. So now we're in the newer hotel. And uh, at this point, now we're just being tourists for the rest of London, right? We go yeah. to, uh, I, I think one of the first clubs that we went to was some tiki rest- bar. Yeah, I think at that point we went to go network. We met a lot of cool people. Yeah, we did. Um, mm-hmm. We went to that tiki bar. Again, I was the fattest guy in there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to being the only guy in the suit usually, but everybody there was in suits. Like everybody was GQ over there. So yeah. they had the fashion, they're on point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. I'm the fattest one. <laughs> Did we go anywhere else? I can't remember. Uh, I think if I'm correct, we went to, um, what's the house club called? The big, the we, famous Ministry, one? Ministry of Sound. Ministry so, of Sound. So we decided, okay, cool. This place is cool. But Louis Love and I are DJs, right? We've been DJs for a long time. And we we have these CDs that some of the some of the world's biggest DJs mixed at, and yeah. it's this club in London called Ministry of Sound. Yeah, Ministry and we is. grew up with always hearing about it, but now that we're in London, we're like, does it even still exist? So we asked people, hey, does Ministry of Sound still exist? And they're like, yeah, it's just right down the street. I'm like, what? Yeah, they just talk about it like it's 7-Eleven. Ministry like, oh, of Sound thing? is here. Yeah, it, it was like an like an old warehouse. They had a big main room. A second floor and another room, right? And then they had the outside patio. They had a big outside patio. Yeah. And it's nothing but straight house music. Yeah. It was deep. They have this kind of house. All night long. And keep in mind, I I love this kind of house music, right? Yeah. So for me and Lewis, being DJs, we're like, this is cool, right? Uh... So that was Ministry of Sound. It wasn't. Uh, I, this is weird. So we're like, yeah, this is cool, but let's just call a taxi. We'll go. We'll go back to you know central London. Finally, we went to Fabric. Everybody goes to Fabric. Yeah. Think of Costco, and they divide Costco into like seven different clubs. That's what it was. Yeah. That's the one that was like the Megatron. I've never been to a bigger club in my life. Yeah, and then to get in, remember, it was like a bunch of mazes, like getting into a ride at Disneyland or something, you know? I remember that. Or Magic Mountain. You didn't see, like, the rails? You have to walk left, Maybe. right, yeah. left, right. Almost like, man, when they have shows here, you are you have to line up, like, really line up. Good that, time, great that, adventure. That though. club was insane. Insane. In, I, mean, I, I lost track of time because the time we left that club, it was 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was like the sun's coming out. I'm like, dude, they're still going. <laughs> Walking out of a nightclub that dark into a sunlight at seven o'clock in the yeah. morning, and not a good feeling. Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm melting. <laughs> like, dude, it was it was a trip. Man. Not a good feeling. I was like, oh no. no. I was oh. like, I was like, get me out of here. It's like that feeling of you just wish you had a button you could pull out of your pocket and you're like, take me to my bed right now. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, but that was cool. It was cool to see a club of that size. Of that caliber. Yeah, that was something different. Interesting, would I go back again? No. <laughs> I don't think I ever got my rest. No, no, we no, didn't. No. It was nonstop. No, where it got to the point where when we got back to the airport to come back to L.A., we got I I upgraded to one of those well, they, uh, bed they, couches. They offered us uh, couch seating, right, on yeah. Air New Zealand. Yeah. So we're, at he- we're back at Heathrow after a week in London. And uh, they say, hey, do you, well, you know, the, the flight's not full. Do you want to pay an extra $200 and get this whole couch seat to yourselves? Yeah. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. And we, get our, we, get, we each get our own couch. 
and now we're flying out of London. It, it, we're, we're like mid-flight flying back to L.A., and I'm watching some movie on my screen with my headphones on, and all of a sudden, you know, there's this, this male flight attendant is, taps us on the shoulder, and he goes, uh, sir, did you order seven cookies? Louis <laughs> <laughs> like, was a funny Lewis is like, yeah, me. <laughs> like, me, fool. Yeah, what, the, what am I going to do with one? <laughs> seven I want seven cookies. cookies and a soda. And it's like one cookie per box, so there's like seven boxes. Yeah, yeah seven boxes, yeah. <laughs> Don't pull up unless you got seven of them. Like, really? Jeez, dude. <laughs> you thought that was a funny thing? Like, <laughs> only you would order seven. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, give me some milk, too. <laughs> Shoot with ice! <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, then I knocked out. So that was, uh, I guess that was it. That was that's a wrap. That's our, that's our London that was trip. London, man. But you know, <laughs> we'll get into some other store. That I, I only want to grab some pieces out of London, you know. But that was, yeah, the London trip was pretty dope. <laughs> wow, what a trip! I, yeah. I, I, I got to go through my old photos, like Google Photos, and find them, and then we could come yeah. up with more stories. But man, Lewis, that was yeah. an epic, epic, epic trip in London. Yeah, man, we'll do it. We got to do a different trip. A shout out to. Uh, the team over at uh, in London for Coldplay. Yeah. Shout out to Chris Martin. Shout out to Chris Martin's dad and everybody who was very hospitable and, and, and very nice to us when we were at the uh, pre-party and after party. The people there in general, I think that's just how they are. You know, it's not like over here where people are just with their chin up, eyes closed. They look the other way. They don't want to say hi. You know, people are just mean over here. But <laughs> over there, it was the opposite. Yeah. Like, we got treated like kings. It's like Texas, huh? Yeah. Te- oh, Texas, great hospitality over there, man. <laughs> All right. It's almost sad to live here. <laughs> yeah. I, I almost came back into depression when I got right. here. Yeah, like, I know. Like, like, like really? I'm back to this? Man, Lewis Love, I just uh, thank you for uh, yeah, being a man. part of the show. We have a lot to talk about, yeah, a lot to cover. Yeah, we have more on, a, on the next one, brother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If, in case you didn't know, Lewis Love... Uh, was on 99.1 KGGI with me for years doing Freddy's Free Lunch. And I want to thank you for that because no matter what happened to you, you were always there every single day able to deliver food to an office and make them happy. I'll tell you, I'll tell you all the stories on that next episode. <laughs> yeah, this, what went down on that? It, is, it, it involves a, a car accident and a cow suit. Dude, I got bit by dogs. I, dude, <laughs> name it. It's happened. All right, so we'll uh, continue that on next week's show. With Lewis Love. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate it. All right. This is Radio Flyer. On behalf of Lewis Love, I'm Freddie Rivera, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah.